do every single Saturday. On these airwaves, my name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Reset's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. KYOS, Citizen Watch. Come on. That's your Merced. Winton. Atwater. And all of the little communities. Up and down the 99, the I-5. Can't forget Santa Nella. Bringing in the top tax over there on the west side of the valley. Transportation and occupancy tax. For those folks that don't know, that's that's one tax that we get to keep. And we go out with that. All ourselves. The more tourists we get, the better off we are. Hey, welcome. Saturday morning. It's the first Saturday in November. November 6th, Saturday, 8 a.m., the 8 a.m. hour. The 6 a.m. hour, we uh, gave you a repeat. We have some issues here at the station. We've had to do some abatement. But uh, we were able to beat back the masses to uh, get a show in on the 8 a.m. hour, which is this show. We're going to have uh, new content at 9 o'clock also, just to let you know. Mandate-free Studio C. That's right. So far, no mandates from management. I don't know if they consider the whole SMG group, because we're way more than 100 people if you count the whole group, all of the different stations we have in different states. But if you look at just just little old us here in Merced, there's only about two of us. So we fall way under the 100. I don't know if uh, how that's going to work on some of these bigger companies where you have a lot of satellite offices. But so far, mandate-free Studio C here. As you know, the students at the school districts and just you know kids in general, I guess, even if you're not in school, homeschooled, I also... Understand this applies to all private schools, Stone Ridge. Uh, uh, what are the other ones over there? St. Luke, St. Pat's, all of them. All of the different, uh, all of the different private schools here also have to have their children inoculated. Especially if this goes a mandatory. Right now, it's been approved on an emergency basis, a temporary emergency order type of thing. Authorization, emergency authorization hasn't had the full blessing. I heard one of the FDA or one of the different body, I don't know if it was the FDA, it could have been the Department of Health, somebody, not here in Merced, but somebody nationally said, hey, you know, once we once we start giving it to the kids, then we're going to know the side effects, which uh, I don't know if that's the way to go. Again, this whole thing has been rolled out very quickly as far as vaccines. It's interesting how the attitudes have changed in the country from when the previous administration was in charge, we're not going to we're not going to put that in our body, and uh, we're going to test it twice before we do to now, hey, you need to go along with the program. Also on the news, we saw the pill. That's right. No, not the birth control pill. No, the uh, COVID pill. The new wonder pill that will get you out of the woods. I guess there's a couple of different regimens. Merck has one, very popular over in Europe right now. And the new regimen, I understand they have 50 million doses or uh, you know what you need to help you out there uh, 50 million doses for people ready to go a new a new regimen covid pill and this could be the end of the pandemic which quite frankly if you look at the polling what really concerns americans it's not the covid you certainly don't see it around here except in some of the more liberal lean into the wind circles some of the more uh how shall we say liberal organizations that uh, kowtow placate pander to those that don't want to get rid of this pandemic, get rid of this crisis. I know when we originally went into the pandemic, there was a great concern of death. 
the most vulnerable, what pre-existing conditions. Being a kid was not one of them. Being a, a, a small child, a school-age child was not one of the concerns. It was more of them spreading uh, to grandma and grandpa, going home, getting the family sick, uh, kind of being a center of uh, the disease spread. And that's why it was so important at the time to get a vaccine approved and into the adults so that, again, they could protect the children. Now we need to stab or, excuse me, shoot up. No, I'm sorry. Inoculate the children. I don't know why we can't wait for the pill. Maybe the pill for the kids. You know, I think it's they talk about this, you know, hey, the MMR, you know, the we all we all had to have the immunization when we went to school. Some of us still have the big scar on our arm, the size of a quarter, a dime, depending on who gave it to you. I guess it was a multiple vaccine regimen. But again, those were approved. They weren't uh, an emergency authorization and they affected children. Polio is a horrible childhood disease. You see the iron lungs, Jonas Salk, what he did for uh, polio was amazing. And of course, measles, mumps, rubella, those types of things. Uh, third world diseases that are now, well, still in the third world. And, uh, some cases making a resurgence here in America from time to time. But for the most part, uh, very, very serious, very, very consequential uh, to youth as well as adults. So to protect the youth, I'm all about. But uh, what are we protecting them from? We've been told that this is not a big deal. But now evidently it is, especially now that we can get the kids uh, stabbed or excuse me, uh, inoculated five to 11. You have about, uh, I don't know, about half and half, maybe a little more than half are not going to do it or going to wait and see what happens. You go first, Billy. I'll, uh, you know, you jump off the bridge. You know, if everybody told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off? Well, I guess now, uh, yeah, that's kind of the prevailing. It's really, it's really, uh, really amazing how we've changed on this. But I think the exigent circumstance, the emergency, the uh, going to have bodies piled up like cordwood down the sides of the street didn't pan out uh, the infection rates are some of their lowest now of course here in merced county but uh, we're not seeing the deaths we're not seeing the hospitalizations that sort of thing we are seeing some but we do every day it's called life you know what's worse than dying not living and we haven't been living for a couple of years now our children have suffered tremendously psychologically let alone physically and I think those those things are going to be with us for a long, long time, I hate to say. And the sooner we get back to normal, the sooner that we get back to learning, the better we will be. So anyway, we're still vaccine-free, mandate-free here at Studio C. Va uh, Mac uh, I guess that's vaccine mandate-free. That's the way you would put that. Halloween displays, just wanted to make a uh, mention. There was quite a few. A lot of people went all out this year. I don't know if there was a... A deal at the dollar store last year or people just, you know, they were just bored out of their minds and they wanted to do something in their yard. I was uh, somewhat confused, you know, after seeing uh, a lot of these Halloween displays, you had the, you know, the skeletons, the headstones, the, uh, you know, the open fires, you know, the lighting, uh, the zombies walking around, sharp objects, uh, you know, disheveled, tragic, kind of looked like a homeless camp to me. And I was concerned that maybe uh, more homeless camps had popped up in the city, but it's just amazing some of the displays in some of these folks' yard uh, yards, uh, abandoned graveyards. You know, like, man, one guy had a skeleton. It must have been 20 feet hanging over there in a tree off of Bear Creek. Just uh, really, really creative, our residents. I don't know what holds on for... Of course, Thanksgiving, you really don't decorate too much, but the, the Christmas lights go out. 
uh, right after dinner. Of course, it is going to be Christmas soon. Santa is coming. You probably saw in the news where uh, we, Six Rivers National Park, up in the uh, up in the Sierra, our beautiful Sierra Nevada mountains, was the uh, genesis at the uh, had the Christmas tree, the national tree, it was growing up there and uh, cut down. It's not going to grow anymore, but they're going to haul it to Washington D.C. Made a couple of stops there in Mariposa at the old town Frosty, where it used to be. I think it's just a parking lot now. Anyway, uh, that was kind of, you know, kind of neat that that came from California. But Christmas is coming sooner than you know. Of course, we're into November. And just a few short weeks, we'll have Thanksgiving. I don't know if there's going to be any food on the table or if you're going to be able to afford it. (laughs) I got gas the other day. Went to Costco. You know, you wait in the line. Everybody's jockeying for position. And, uh, I just you know, a little little Camry. You know, nothing big. I, I haven't had an extended tank. I don't have a a bladder in the trunk that we fill up. You know, it's not a race car. 90 bucks to fill up my Camry and a small two-gallon can for the lawnmower. Now, I can only imagine the Expedition, the Escalades, the, you know, the SUVs, all of these, uh, you know, these trucks that, my Lord, you need a, you need a, uh, you need a Jeff Bezos rocket to get up into those trucks. Some of those are so high up, but I can only imagine what those are costing uh, to fill up. So uh, the inflation is uh, not on the horizon. It's here, my friends. It's here. You cannot find diesel uh, less than 450 a gallon that I have found. Uh, gas is uh, really pushing five. You go to the premium. Again, it's uh, really bad. But I had a friend tell me a long time ago, really good friend, unfortunately, not with us anymore, said, you know, it's not how much it costs. It's when you can't get it, Casey, is when you're really going to miss it. And I guess that was true. That was when gas was $5 a gallon. And Boy, that wasn't uh, that was quite a while ago, and now here we are, right back to it. Of course, energy is a huge deal. You see the assault on energy on hydrocarbons daily by the current administration. The plan—I don't know, if folks uh, waking up might have heard—the Build Back Better was passed through the House. It's never going to make it through the Senate in its current form. It's kind of funny to watch the Democrats come apart, wheels fall off the wagon, or should I say, maybe tricycle of the Democratic Party here this week. Of course, Tuesday, the election in Virginia, landslide. New Jersey, landslide too, even though the Republican has not conceded. It looks that, uh, looks like the incumbent uh, governor will prevail, but uh, very, very close. Let me tell you, my friends, Chris Christie was like, wow, look at that. Even Chris couldn't believe that one. And it just shows you the tide is turning. We're going to spend a lot of the rest of the show playing the comments from the Merced City uh, Merced City Council meeting last Monday, a six-and-a-half-hour extravaganza. Now, let me tell you, folks, if you have no life and you want to go back and watch that video, there's some really interesting things that went on. But it uh, I've, I've talked about this before on shows very recently. This parodies, parrots, uh, very similar to what's going on on the national scene at our own city council. You have the same voices, the same concerns, the same lean-into-the-wind liberal uh, socialists that demand more and more and more want to make us into a welfare state more so than we already are. And it's uh, really interesting to me to watch this play out on the national scene, to see the pushback from the voters in Virginia, parents getting involved in their schools, parents getting involved in their children's lives, especially having seen what's gone on during the COVID, the mandates coming down, the assault on rights, the assault 
on private property rights. The assault on our water continues. The state water board breaking off negotiations, imposing the rules they had in place. Never really serious about negotiating with our irrigation districts, our people, the community. And yet you hear these voices clamor. You don't hear them clamor about that. No, it's more of the social justice warriors. So while we were asleep last night, the uh, House voted in, or not voted in, but voted to move along to the Senate, the Build Back Better, which is horrible grammar, the Build Back Better plan with just all of these uh, social wish list items that made it back in. Again, it will have no chance at the Senate. They've really had to change their strategy over the last week since the election Uh, They were going to move both these bills, as you know, the infrastructure bill, which did pass the House, now will go to the Senate. It will be interesting to see if the Senate makes any changes. You know, it's been 90-some days since that was voted on uh, with a bipartisan approval. A lot has changed in 90-some days, hasn't it? So again, uh, we're going to play some of the comments uh, specifically regarding the ARPA funding, the American Recovery Plan Act. This was the first stimulus bill that was voted in. When there was a lot of momentum, when Uncle Joe got in the White House, uh, there was a uh, honeymoon period, if you will, which faded quickly with Joe Biden. Of course, he's been in power up there in Washington for 40-some-plus years, using a lot of people's ideas and and speeches. But uh, these ideas are old tropes that just aren't going to make it. And it was interesting to see how they had to try to get whatever they could across the finish line to give Uncle Joe at least some kind of win last night. And the uh, infrastructure, I'm not quite sure what's all going to come to California, but the water is a big deal. I don't know if we're going to get any new dams out of that thing. But we'll uh, we'll be back after the break. Hey, it goes quick, doesn't it? My name's Casey Steen, Citizen Watch, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Saturday morning. Stick with us. Be right back. She couldn't hide her beauty with a baseball cap. Couldn't help but shine with a heart like that. She never forgot where she came from I need a pretty little homegrown hometown on some new content. That's right, the first Saturday in November. It's going to be Thanksgiving soon and then Christmas. Got to get those Christmas lights up. I don't know if we're going to have Christmas trees. What are they going to cost this year? I remember I used to get them over at uh, Home Depot. That was in Southern California years ago. 25 bucks. They had the $25 Douglas fir. So much fun. They had this big round thing with the netting. So you could slide the tree in. Of course, you had to slide it the right way. You had to put the big end in. The big end in first. You learn that the first time. And well, the needles go the right way. And then it, it puts this like sock of plastic netting, mesh, whatever. 
so it kind of holds the tree. You can throw it on top of the Toyota. You know, have the have the wife hold it with her hand. You're holding it with the other hand, trying to make it back to the house. So much fun, so much fun doing that. But that's that's got up. You talk about inflation. My lord, I remember the first time I put the kid through there. Boy, that didn't go. That didn't. The wife didn't appreciate. The kid had so much fun. Put him right through the netting. You know, he looked like a little, a little, uh, little, little mummy trying to walk around. Daddy, we cut him right out. You know, so he could breathe. There's huge, huge holes in that stuff. It's not like a plastic bag. <laughs> anyway, hey, here we are, Saturday morning, second segment, eight o'clock hour. We're going to cover. Let's get right into it because we always run long. I talk too much. Have you ever noticed? Sometimes I just rattle on. But uh, we're going to play the city council meeting. This is the ARPA comments. Now, they've played. We're going to pick this up. Let me get to my notes. We're going to pick this up at council comments. Discussion from the council. And you're going to hear some really interesting things. Uh, The rules are, let me just preface this. The rules are still not clear from the federal government about how this money can be spent completely. You know, there's still some technical, you know, can you build a road or can you you know, put a pothole, you know, fix a pothole. So there's still some, uh, still some uh, fine tuning, if you will. But there was 29 voicemails that they listened to, a ton of speakers that came up and spoke, and then 141 pages that were responded back from the survey, uh, which was amazing. The amount of money they they spent, I thought they would have got a little bit more. But uh, the point being is they got a lot of uh, outreach they did, a lot of comments from the outreach, a lot of comments from the public. So now you're going to hear the discussion from the council, and you're going to hear Councilman Echevarria, this was covered in the local paper, about this UBI, this universal basic income. You heard this on the presidential campaign trail back in 2019, 2020 with uh, candidate Yang about paying everybody. They've tried this up in Stockton. It was completely funded privately. It was a two-year experiment. Uh, Depending on what you read, successful, not successful, you know, just giving people money for nothing. Now, you'll hear Councilman Echevarria uh, talk about him being a CETA kid. Well, this is a job training program that was, in effect, uh, passed by Congress. Very effective. But again, job training. So the discussion here, you're going to hear the difference between job training and just giving people money. And again, you're going to hear the mayor talk about the number of people in Merced. If, uh, you know, just they're talking, the folks that came up Monday night at the council meeting were specifically talking about youth. Um, or said youth, uh, 200, 250, uh, really kind of unclear on the number, four or 500 a month for a couple of years. For what? For what? Anyway, let's go right to the, uh, the discussion. Uh, we have one more public hearing set for December the 6th. So today, I think, uh, you know, it's incumbent on us to see how much we can get done, get as much done as we can. Uh, we've had the benefit of uh, hours of, of comment, both at this hearing and at the study session. Uh, thank you to everybody who, uh, who, uh, lend their voice, who participated to give their comments, both here live uh, via the voicemails and nearly 30 people we had via voicemails and the 141 pages of um, uh, survey comments that we had as well. So we've had, I know I've had the chance to go through the full 141 pages, listening to everyone uh, as well. Um, you know, I think we, we take that and we appreciate the city. Um, and this council made a big priority in outreach. We spent a decent amount of money and we uh, made outreach a big priority. I think we heard back. Um, so in addition to everything that we know throughout our years on the council and our years in the community, um, we also have the benefit of, uh, of all the fruits of that labor as well. So um, at this point, I'd throw it upon the council. Uh, we can, uh, you know, issue by issue, start to decide, start to kind of uh, eliminate some things, uh, narrow some other issues, or we could wait 
um, to December 6th to make the final. Again, there'll be one more public hearing, so we can wait uh, till then to make some decisions as well. But um, I think we've all heard quite a bit. And so let's, uh, to me, let's get as much done as we can tonight, give direction to staff, and the staff can come back with uh, some uh, ideas to sort of to, to color some of the general picture in. So, okay, go ahead, Fernando. First of all, I want to thank everybody for being here and taking the time to be patient. As you notice, our air conditioning unit isn't working very well, so I've opened up the door. I hope it's comfortable for First off, for me personally, housing is a tremendous issue that we have to focus on. I would like to see a city trust fund set up. I would like to see a major uh, development of affordable housing infills. Second, I would like to have... Um, Can I put in just for one second? One second, I'll get right back here. Stephanie, would you, is, is a show of hands enough for direction, or do you want formal motions? It's up to you how you'd like to proceed. Okay. Real quick, Delray, and then right back. Yeah. For I'm just trying to understand what, what, what we're doing here. And so uh, the ask is for us to make decisions tonight. Um, and then the other piece of that is direction. But I think we all know what the direction is, right? Or where everyone lies up here as it's in the PowerPoint. And I think we've communicated yeah. that. I, I don't think we should be ahead of ourselves. There's this... Uh, second or this third one uh, coming up. And I think um, potentially people that couldn't attend tonight could attend that one and their voice needs to be heard. Um, I think we have a very good grasp and understanding of what the majority here tonight want. Obviously, all the callers, so on and so forth. Um, but what's the purpose of a scheduled hearing if we're not going to yeah. hear people? No, understood. Fernando? Okay, so housing is our top priority in my opinion, and to have it affordable where people can buy houses. Um, like I said before, um, infill, prefab homes, let's bring the cost down to $150,000 a home. Let's do something about it, but let's first try and build a city trust fund. And second, <clears throat> before I begin on youth program, I am a CETA boy. That's what I was called. CETA was a program back in 1980 that paid for me to go to college. I received about six or $700 a month, and it was over a year. I am for $3 million for our youth, and I want that to happen. I want that to happen tonight. There should be no reason why anybody should disagree with what our community is asking for. Third, water. Water is very important, especially to reconnect to some of the areas like Cone that don't have the resources um, and the money to, to, to get that done. I have not spoken much on hazard pay, but now I will for essential workers because I'm hearing your voices, and I think it's important. Five utilities. We need to take care of all our utilities. Um, if you want, want me to pick priorities, housing and youth services are going to be um, the number one priority. Yeah. Thank you. So if we could, I think, you know, in, in response to Delray's question, uh, you know, with budget, typically we have two public hearings, uh, and we get most of the work done. Uh, prior to the final public hearing, so I think you know to, to as best we can, uh, we should we should do as much work as we can tonight, give as much direction as we can. Obviously, not spend too much time on it, but uh, and we certainly uh, have open minds going to the last public hearing. But similar to what we typically do with our normal budget, the right course. But um, just kind of jumping in there, um, housing and water were two things that I think uh, we all stated last time were common areas of interest. Is that uh, you know water and water conservation? I think is is a big big deal. Um, are those just in terms of direction, show of hands, uh, investments in housing? Uh, who would support uh, investments in housing? I would say on that, I think that's too broad. I, I generally yeah, but I 
I mean, that's just too broad. I, I would say I'd bring us back some things to consider. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's too broad. Okay. To create a city trust fund? No, I think housing, I mean, that's, that's a broad question at this point. Housing, um, and then we could say what it's specifically going to look like later on for the next meeting. Um, but I think, at least my point of view is, is you know, if we, uh, we commit an investment in housing and then we're going to come back and we're going to determine what specifically that is and how much it's going to be. Um, I have a question regard, regarding the, the city trust fund. Is that something that we can even do at ARPA? So it, we are still waiting for the final Department of Treasury um, regulations to let us know encumbered versus expended. Right. And I think that's the question to council member or analysis point. So if you're looking for us to evaluate that, we can come back with what we know at this time and um, and educate you all as part of the next public hearing. Yeah. Maybe just some, maybe perhaps just some general uh, housing, I understand to general, but maybe uh, obviously, I think staff probably has an idea what that looks like. Maybe they can just come back with more specifics. But I think generally speaking, yeah, we want to look at what yeah. housing. Okay. So is that uh, generally speaking housing? Show of hands. Nothing, nothing specific. Okay. So you have general support for housing. Um, water. Everybody said water last time. General support. But that's kind of kind of broad also. Like, right. are, we, are we talking about SB 244 to get in compliance while we have the opportunity instead of waiting to spend general fund? Yeah, I think at this point right now, let's just, we'll start broad and bring it in. I think the best, I mean, the way, to me, the way this council, just correct me if I'm wrong, the way this council best operates is we start, you know, broader, and then gradually we kind of bring well, in and like, tighten us up. For, my, for myself, it, that depends on whether I was support or not. Like okay. If it's, if it's S, SB 244 or, or not, you know, like, are we talking about, like, more, more policy on water conservation on residents, then, like, I have to question that. Yeah, because sure. Okay. I, I think that all of us can agree and pinpoint exactly that we should fund youth services for $3 million. No, I don't agree with that. 2.5 being um, to um, uh, uh, pay 250 youth from the ages of 16 to 21 or 18 to 21 and to provide them um, a check every month. They could do whatever they want with it. I would suggest they go to school. I would like them to do use the money productively, but okay. that's up to you. Stockton is on target on this, and their research research is showing that um, it was successful. Sure. Okay. In regards to the, obviously what we've heard uh, about quite a bit uh, from the youth in regards to the five hundred thousand dollar youth jobs programs and the two point five million dollars for a UBI program for two years, um, who would support that? Well, I, mean, I, I would I, say just again, that's a, a, the, the job training component. Yes, I support giving people checks. No way. I, I would just point out that, you know, I, okay, I think everybody exactly. sort of has. Let me finish. Everybody sort of has this. I, I've heard it from several people that they seem to think this council is all entitled. I had guaranteed income as a kid from 14 to 17. I worked in the fields in the cotton fields, pulling weeds. I think there's a lot of jobs available everywhere I go is hiring. And I think, I don't know if that, that's beneficial to, to give people checks, but I would definitely support some kind of job training program. And, and really, I would even be willing to invest more money into that, just not the guaranteed income. I, I want to comment. I, I know that every dollar we invest in the youth is going to pay off in the long run. It's going to pay off in the long run versus they're not going to be incarcerated. They're not going to be going to court. We have so much money to spend that we have to spend when youth 
are in trouble. But if we prevent it as youth, we don't have to invest all that money into having police officers in a courthouse, lawyers in a courthouse, judges in a courthouse. Financing all that is a lot of money, but we can't finance the, the future for the youth so they don't have to feed into that future. To me, it's very important that we do fund the youth of these future for these kids, because I don't think that they need to be um, impacted by hardships that were created to keep them and hold them back. No. So to me, funding the youth and creating a stable future for them is very important. Okay. Um, two questions, obviously, we have. There's two asked. There was the UBI program. Go ahead, Jason. Thanks. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I agree, and I've said this before. I, I'm all about supporting youth. I don't know about just random or miscellaneous checks. Um, I'll definitely support um, the uh, job readiness uh, program, and I would actually even bolster the amount uh, to increase that amount uh, regarding youth and, and job training. But that's going to go to administrative costs and, and, and another... We don't know um, that. We haven't worked the program. I just think if we just give them the money, they're going to spend it in the community. They're going to pay for clothes, shoes, food. Um, don't, don't, don't put stipulations sure. on uh, their money. If we give them money, they can spend it any damn way they please. So we, we, we all get, right, respectfully, right. like we all get a say-so. So that's your say-so. And the rest of us get that equal say-so. So some spirited debate there at the council meeting, pandering to the audience, hmm, I don't know. After you hear 29 people asking for a check, it's sometimes hard to say, no, that's not the way to go. And you'll hear more about that after the break. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. We'll be right back after these brief commercial messages. Citizen Watch, Saturday morning. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. KYOS, loving every day. Here in the valley, boy, the weather has just been beautiful. Got a little rain last weekend. Actually, it was quite a bit. Worked well. We need more mercury. Hey, uh, let's get right back into the... City Council comments, we finished up with Councilman Echevarria talking about universal basic income, little pushback against some of the other council members, their thoughts. Again, the respect uh, among the council members really, really uh, strained during some of these conversations. So let's get right back into it. They're going to take a vote just to give you a preview of what's going to happen. They're going to take a vote. They're going to get some comments from some of the other council members, Delray Shelton, Sarah Boyle. Of course, the mayor is going to weigh in a lot of projects that are really worthy of this investment, this $27 million, the zoo, kitty land. Laura's Fountain wasn't mentioned, but I know Applegate Park was. 
There was uh, $250,000 mentioned for youth programs that is currently in the budget, maybe augmenting that. Of course, Community Park 42, this is the large soccer field. Uh, there's also a sewer choke point that wasn't really mentioned. Uh, it's not very attractive. It's not very glamorous, but it's uh, very important to future development, future annexation, and getting the sewage from those developments to the plant. But let's rejoin the comments from the Merced City Council meeting last Monday night. Here we go. If we give them money, they can spend it any damn way they please. So we we, we all get, right, respectfully, right. like we all get to say so. So that's your say so. And the rest of us get that equal say so. Okay. Yes. So if we do give them money, it will free up their time to go to school and do positive things. So, so re regarding the, the, jo the jobs um, program, like we we definitely need more money in it. I don't think five hundred thousand is enough. I would probably up it another five hundred thousand, and, and these are my reasons. Uh, new industries are are coming to Merced uh, the next few years. Uh, we don't have a labor pool that's qualified to do the tech jobs, to do some of the mechanic jobs that the high speed rail are doing, and we need to start preparing now um, for that. Otherwise, uh, the jobs that will be available. You know, when when young people start to age out of being a youth, won't be qualified. Those jobs will go from people from out of town. Our community will look different. Gentrification will continue. Um, I see this as as a solution. Um, and uh, in regards to the, you know, to the guaranteed in income for young people, um, the the COVID relief dollars that that have been you know given to 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 residents to the community, not not all of it reaches the young people who are the most impacted. Uh, for example, the community school, the Valley School, we've had 11 young people die since the pandemic opened. One black, 11 Mexican, 11 Latinx young people, to be exact. And, you know, that's, that's what happens when young people don't have resources. Uh, Father Greg Boyle of Homo Industries says, you want to make, make a gang member bulletproof, you give them a job and you give them resources. You know, and I think this is an opportunity to do so. I look forward to having more conversations about it. Thank you. Sarah? Thank you. Um, I am 100% for any kind of job training. Um, I'm the youngest one on the city council, and I even, I, sorry. <laughs> and I remember even going to WorkNet when I was 18 years old to take a typing test because that back then that was required when you submitted your resume. And during that time, it was also during the recession, which it was really hard to find a job. But, you know, I stuck with it and Rancho San Miguel opened, and that's where I applied, and I got hired there. And so, I'm 100% for job training. Um, there's a lot of other resources out here in Merced that I think that we need to make sure that we're advertising about. Uh, universal based income, I'm not really for. Um, I did my research on Stockton after everyone talking about it at the last meeting, after doing the research based on uh, what the mainstream media does not talk about. I don't know if I would really support that, so. Okay, so I'm hearing uh, support for some sort of jobs program that we can bring back direction on that. Uh, in regards to the UBI, I, I, again, I have, I have my concerns as well. Just breaking down the numbers, um, $2.5 million, uh, if that's $500 a month, we're serving about 200 people, giving them $500 a month, um, and that money's gone after two years. You look at what Stockton did, Stockton, uh, $500 a month for two years for 125 people, completely funded by private donations. Um, if you were to extrapolate those numbers out, if we were to say, for example, do a UBI program for everybody in Merced, um, 90,000 people, it would cost $540 million per year at $500 a month. So it just comes to a point where it gets difficult. I think um, 
you know, with that program, I'm, I'm all for, and I think we've all said it, you know, it's serving youth, benefiting youth, uplifting youth, but I think it's better to invest in this community and it's just a better way to do it, um, which is going to reap more long-term uh, positive benefits for a lot more people. If, we, um, if we're talking giving uh, $500 a month to, to 200 people, uh, roughly a little, a little more than 200 if you do the math, um, over two years, then after two years, they benefit. Um, sure, of course, they, they benefit. They get uh, essentially what we get every month for being on the on the council, um, but which is which is good and certainly a help. I don't I don't think that's in any way a negative towards them. Um, but then at the end of the day, look what Stockton did. Stockton discontinued their program, um, and you know others just it just doesn't seem sustainable to me. And especially if we're starting up a new program, you know, one time money's just a general rule kind of axiom of politics. One time money, you know, one time expenditures, one time program. So there's going to be uh, expenses involved in, in running the program. And at the end of the day, I, I just think, for example, um, you know, I'm in full support of building um, CP42, the soccer complex in South Merced, which I think would be an absolutely transformative thing for this community in so many ways, um, you know, not just for youth, youth activities, uh, but for South Merced development as well. Um, the zoo in Kittyland, uh, visiting my, my brother where he lives, uh, just seeing the potential in sort of a, a youth amusement park. Um, he lives in a city where they have a city-funded amusement park, which uh, has probably thousands of visitors every day. Um, also to that, there's been a long-term uh, plan for a bike park at Farron's Park off the bike path. I think those three um, would be investments that would serve hundreds and hundreds of youth every single day uh, in perpetuity in this community. And I think it would be a much, much better use of those resources, frankly. I mean, I, I look at go to our parks. And if we provide a safe, clean, and I think, you know, we've been fighting for this and doing a better job in a lot of ways. We provide a, a safe, clean environment uh, and with things to do in parks, that's what people want. Then they go and they take advantage of it. So I, to me, that's a much, much better way to, to provide the um, uh, youth activities. We, are, we budgeted $250,000 for youth programs that I think is still needs to be spent as well. So we have that as well as part of our normal budget. I think it's really important that this complement what we do, we not duplicate things. Um, certainly, we support a job program as well. However, um, you know, you have ROP, you have County Work Net Workforce Development. Merced College does a lot of stuff as well. So, what, we just have to be cognizant to to not build up a, a bureaucracy that's going to waste too much money. One and two, um, complement that stuff. I think you know we could we could fund parks and rec jobs. That's a great great avenue for youth jobs. Um, more funding for uh, Restore Merced. They deal a lot with job training for formerly incarcerated, uh, formerly homeless people as well. Those are two. Uh, two good sources that we could work on, for example, but just a way to really uh, amplify resources. So just my thoughts uh, on those. Um, I'm hearing four, or hearing pretty much unanimous for a jobs program. Go ahead, Bertha. I have just one question. Yeah. When we say we're going to invest in parks, are we going to invest in parks equally? Or are we going to choose which parks we're going to invest in? Because if we're going to invest in parks, I say we invest in all of them equally, no matter what side of town they are. Every park is a good park. Let's make it a priority priority to invest in them equally. Okay, I just okay. So we got housing, water, utility bills, and a jobs program. So far, uh, what's next? Anybody else? I would just sorry. I would just point out that um, twenty five million dollars, although it's a lot of money, and it seems like a lot, a lot of money. All the stuff we're talking about. That's, <laughs> It's not going to go far. Go quick. I mean, it, it's it's. I think it's it's very valuable and it's it's, it's going to be good. But I just want to kind of throw that out there that it's yeah. it's okay. U utility bill just, relief. There was uh, some hard decisions to make. Like yeah, yeah. Oh. not easy. Yeah, it seems that's 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 very true. It seems like a lot of money, but yeah. So well, if um, 
utility bill, rebate, water bills. That was something that was requested. Uh, seems like there's support on the council, it seems. Um, roughly a million dollars, I think, in unpaid utility bills at this point. Um, is there... Again, I like to see how that works. Are we are we just um, excusing those? Are we going to help? Is it going to be like a, 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 a sort of a supplemental thing from our end? Or we'll come back to you with yeah. our that's fine. Yeah, come back with, with just general direction. I'd be interested yeah. to hear details. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Is there on utility uh, utility bills? Yeah. Is there seems like there's was support for that? Okay. Can't raise your hand if you support. I know people mentioned it. <laughs> you mentioned it. you tell you. I, I just think we're bypassing our youth, man. We've got them all here. They've been talking. I'm not pandering. You know, this is this is just this is something. And, and I know we want to create jobs, and then you get adults in it. Let's let's just let them do what they want with their money by maybe, like I said, I'm a CETA guy. I, I they paid me to go to college. I was able to buy shoes, pants, had food for lunch. They paid for my books. All right, we got we got to keep moving. We got we got we got a long long night ahead of us. Um, if that's the case, you're welcome to make a, a formal motion. We'll take a formal vote. If, if you believe that the $2.5 million for the Universal Basic Income Program is is a good use of this funding, then uh, you're welcome to certainly make a motion. I have my hand up for it. If I'm alone, I'm alone. Okay. Yeah, Fernando moves. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Call for the question. Okay, I have a motion by Councilmember Echeverria and a second by Councilmember Ornelas. The motion is just to um, universal the two point five million dollar UBI universal basic income program. Okay, with the roll call vote, Councilmember Ornelas, how do you vote? Yes. Echeverria. Yes. Perez. C. Boyle. No. Shelton. No. Mayor Pro Tem. No. And Mayor Serrato. No. And the motion fails. Um. Okay, hang on, hang on. It's our, it's our turn now. We listen to everybody now. We gotta, we gotta do some work up here. Oh, boo, boo. All right. Okay. Understood. Everybody, please, please. Uh, it's our, it's our turn. Um, everybody said their piece. Now we gotta do some work up here now. Okay. What's uh? Any ideas that were? Any other thoughts, ideas, suggestions? No, I, I, if if I can really quick, I think we have a handful um, of very important things, obviously, with housing and whatever programs we're able to come up with these services and waters. I think the more we add to this, it's going to make things more complex. Um, and some of these things, like in our own right, are going to deserve um, a good portion of that funding. Um, and so uh, I think we have direction, but that's just my opinion. I agree. I would say, though, I, I think the I would just say, too, that the ARPA money is not the end all be all. I mean, we've talked about a lot of these things forever. And I think it, with general fund money, eventually we the goal is to, to tackle some of these things. So I don't think it's like a yes or no, 100 percent across the board. But just looking at the thing, I think infrastructure is important. A lot of streets, I mean, and everywhere in the city uh, need some major uh, repairs and attention um, downtown. Um, I think are ones ones to look at, but I sort of agree with Delray as well. And, and okay, we need. To, I mean, we, we got here, but then we got to narrow and get sort of consensus on that. I think because right now we got four things. Um, you know, we certainly we need, we need a million for utility bills. People suggested a million for maybe five hundred uh, was the initial ask. Maybe more for jobs program. That would leave twenty five point four million for water and housing, which yeah. I think. But that's a that's a million today. We don't know what that number is going to be a month or two months from now, and so that's probably going to increase. And we made a commitment that we were not going to assess any fees and we were not going to shut anyone's 
um, services off and we were going to revisit this again, given overall relief until next year. So you hear the discussion about utility bill relief, water, sewer, garbage, specifically City of Merced. I think this is something that should be looked at. It was one of the few utilities that some of the other nonprofits could not take care of. And there's quite a delinquency here in the city of Merced on those particular utilities because of the COVID and people's inability to pay. I think that would be a fair way. And we're talking individual, not commercial accounts, not, uh, you know, anything of a uh, business nature, but again, residential accounts. So that was some good discussion. We're going to pick this up after the top of the hour news, the bonus half hour. So we hope you join us. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk, Saturday morning, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you later.